interesting. Okay. Ninety-one episode. Ninety-one. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to our podcast. It is all about relationships, episode number 91. And I love that we're going to help you today in any relationship where you're feeling stuck. Wow, I like it. Yes, and we've probably all experienced on a physical level when we've been stuck. I know, remember Bob, we were just seeing something on TV yesterday about being in the sand dunes and we got stuck oh, right. yeah. in the sand. Yeah, we've been oh, st- we were watching the History Channel yeah. or it was some kind of that was excavating all these new ruins right. about what's happened thousands of years ago and right. we're watching this incredible documentary. Mm-hmm. And they got stuck in the sand. Yeah. I know what that's like. I've been stuck in the sand in the desert, 110, 20 degrees, <laughs> trying to shovel out sand. We had this, we were traveling with it a family. I, yeah, we were having Terrible. a family trip between San Diego or LA and Phoenix. And the dunes just looked so fun. And we were inviting. in a four, they looked very inviting. And Bob, Bob, we were in a four wheel drive. And Bob said, Hey, do you, you got to try it? Do you want to just get off the highway and just see what it feels like? I'm like, Sure. And so we just, And there's another David story. He's shouting from the back, Dad, I am not down with this. He's like a little (laughs) 10-year-old or 12-year-old or something. He said, this is not safe. The rest of us are always in for the adventure, laughing on these dunes. I buried it. And then we had to go to an immediate stop so that we didn't go off a 30-foot cliff. And yeah, we went way down. Right, But it was an adventure. (laughs) We're here to talk about it. Uh, Border Patrol came along, pulled us out <laughs> within probably half 20, an hour. Yeah, half an hour, yeah. 20 minutes. We were back on the highway. Laughing our heads laughing. off. Yeah, that was And fun. David still wasn't happy. No, no, no. Sorry, Davey. <laughs> but um, that's stuck on a fun level. That's kind of a fun story. But mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of stuck. Stuck. Uh, my, uh, they, like I can have other stories, honey, that don't have such a happy ending when I right. was stuck. Well, one of my stuck when I was thinking about and preparing for today uh, an image that I have stuck, and I'm thinking of it, springtime, uh, just playing in the mud. Yeah. Okay, and your boot gets stuck in the mud, and then you go to lift your foot out. <laughs> the, bo- the, boot the, boot. St- the, bo- the, the boot stays. <laughs> and your foot and comes all- out. Yes. That has totally happened to me before. Right. Now we are stuck. And you have to, oh, it's just a mess. I mean, you don't want to leave your boot behind. And and it actually happens in the muck, right? Yeah. Well, we've we've had um, again, so thankful for people trusting us, you know, with their with their lives and yes. relationships, and allowing us to help mentor them through, and um, people that come for a day, uh, two three day intensives. I am just so um, in awe of what God can do. Yes. You know, to with a willing heart. And the transformation that takes place. Yes. But again, repeatedly I hear people say, you know, I'm ready to be done feeling stuck. It feels like we've tried a whole bunch of stuff and we just can't move forward. Yeah. We just can't seem to get out of our ruts of just doing the same things over and over again. And now we are at the point where we don't even know what to do to move forward. So today what we want to do is we want to tackle how do we begin to bring some momentum? Mm. How do we boost or bring some movement to the relationship where we are feeling stuck? Yes. And you almost feel helpless. And 
I we've been around again and again. So uh, with there being new beginnings, you know, mm-hmm. with there being a tune-up as we move into spring, I believe that today is going to help you find the momentum and the boost that you need to bring movement to your relationships. Probably one of the biggest questions we'll get asked on this topic is, what if it's just me? What if the other person in the relationship, my spouse or my kid or whoever it is, is not interested in moving forward and I'm the only one? Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Okay. I, I know that that's you know, I just kind wanted of... to bring attention to it so that people knew that there is something that you can do by yourself. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the, they asked the question because it's like, what can I do to move them? Yes. That's the thing is, you know, I, I can't get any movement out of them. That's so my, true. My husband is stuck. You know, my wife. My the, wife doesn't stop know, nagging. And my she's husband just, is so lazy or whatever it is. just stuck, stuck, stuck. Right. And so we're always thinking, what can I do to fix them? Yes. And you know what? I had, a, had an appointment just last week. I said, are you, I can't, I, Bob and I can help you with tools. She was, she was asking, is there hope for my marriage? And I said, Bob and I really can help you with the tools, especially if you have um, an intensive day, like even a one-day intensive, even if it's online, if you can't get to Phoenix. We can help you. If you give us a day, Yeah, we can help you a lot. And But then I asked her, but you know what? I said, do you want your marriage? Because that I don't have a magic wand to make you no. want it. Yeah. And as I visited her, she goes, well, she said, I'll want him if he changes. I'll want him if he's different than he is now. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you've got to really think about this because what if you're not guaranteed that? Yeah, we had another couple um, doing premarital. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were just kind of a little timid yes. um, because, you know, what if we have trouble, you know, in our relationship? What if is, you know, this isn't meant to be? Yeah, all, all of these, you know, trepidating uh, thoughts and feelings that they were having. And so they're just like, we, and again, their desire is we just don't want to make a mistake. And so in this life, we're, we're going to have difficulty. We're going to have some hardship. I get that. But you know, Jesus really has overcome and what you experience in a relationship is really uh, what I like to describe as redemptive love. Simply being able, and then there's a willingness on your part to involve yourself with the consequences of another person's choices and accurately love them there to be able to present a way that, hey, we can make it through together. Yes. And so um, this, you know, again, today, finding that um, that motivation that will bring a movement and a boost to our relationships. Yes. And this particular um, woman at the end, as our conversation moved forward, uh, she just said, you know what? You know, I, as I said before, she wanted to move forward if he would change. Oh, sure. And then I said, well, I don't have a magic can't wand to give you something that I can't want it enough for you. I, I, I want to love you and walk beside you in this journey, but I can't make you want something. And even Jesus can't make us want something. He doesn't, he doesn't mess with our free will. Um, but what I did, what it did end up saying is by the end of the conversation, Bob, she recognized that she was willing to apologize for all of her negative hmm. attitudes toward him. And, you know, they hadn't slept together for two years, you know, and they weren't connected. Tragic, she thought yeah. that it was, that it was a sexless marriage. Is this over? 
And not that it's all about the sex, but you know what I'm saying? It's an indicator of not having that connection. And by the end, she was like, you know what? Are you ask, Are you telling me that I could apologize to him? She says, can I do it on text? I said, no, no, no. Can I do it on FaceTime? No, 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 no. I said, do it in person. And by then she goes, okay, I'm going to do this. It's going to be so scary, but I'm going to apologize to him. And all the six layers you told me, Audrey, and I'm going to, she hasn't gotten back to me yet, but she just, she made that promise to herself that she was going to make a move towards him. And I explained that you get this bridge, building a bridge is a lot of work in the physical realm. I mean, to build an actual mm-hmm. bridge takes a lot mm-hmm. of engineers. But for you to begin building your bridge toward that connection so you don't feel stuck, you can start building your side. And she was motivated, Bob, and she was ready. Right. It was really exciting. It she is. got back to me texting me today, and she goes, I'm good. ready for this. So good, it was good. Good, good, good. Okay, so if you're feeling stuck, today we want to bring some momentum mm-hmm. and a boost so yeah. that there's movement in your relationship. Yeah. Now, in your relationship, yes, but the only person that you can really care for is yourself. Yes. So how will I be? You know, if circumstances don't change, I still get to be me. So what I want to do first, Audrey, is take a look at, you know, where is the energy? Okay, because in physics, you have um, mass uh, plus um, um Propelling forward. Uh, what's um, momentum? Movement? No, no, I'm not no, breaking no. The physics, honey. Oh man, I had it. Okay. And um, mass. No, it's it's the thrust word. It's oh. The, oh. Uh, this isn't at a point pickup. Okay, so so in physics, you have mass. You know, plus velocity is what really brings. Uh, movement, ah. and so it's that it's that inertia that kind of yes. gets it moving yes. forward. Yes. Um, so I, I, we want to lead you to a door, and then you have a choice: Will I go through, even for myself? So as I look at this, where is the energy? And this is what you can do as a couple. Okay, if if you really want to, as a couple, bring a tune up. You know. Start some new beginnings. Last week, we talked about uh, the four L's of, of a conversation. Yes. You know, begin to incorporate those uh, in your relationship as well. But here's what I want you to begin to notice first. Notice the friction in the relationship. Interesting. You cannot change what you do not notice. Mm-hmm. And if we could, if I could really encourage you that as a couple, you know what, could we please, you know, just... In, Again, we're not out to um, point blame, right? okay? But what we want to do is begin to notice the friction in the relationship because Mm -hmm. where the friction is, it's robbing you of your strength. Yes. It's stealing from you your energy. And you're not, and, and what we have to do is to be able to say, you know what, we're hurting each other here and we have to relieve some pressure. Yes. Okay, so a lot of times when you want your spouse to be different yeah. and you want them, you know, to, to you know, bring that movement or bring that change, you feel that what I need to do is bring more force. Yes. Okay, and, you know, to get that inertia going. But w- what I'm asking is, would you stop for a moment and recognize, wait, this isn't getting us to where we really want to go. Could we just pause for a moment and begin to say, okay, Let's notice the friction. 
Mm-hmm. Let's recognize it's zapping both you and me of our energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then could we then begin to just kind of take the pressure down a bit? And then would you be able to agree and lower the stress? Okay. Because what you're doing is you're grinding the gears. Okay. You're just, and I think you understand, you know, you're just trying to force and make it happen. Yeah. But what, what you're not recognizing is that it's actually working against you. Yeah. A lot of people bottle up relationship problems and they, you know, they just, um, but doing so doesn't make them go away. It only causes resentment to build and build until it explodes. And then all of a sudden we've got a fight happening and now we've got even more friction. You called it friction, Bob, Mm -hmm. to find that, um, find that, but bottling up emotions instead of just really having communication that's just honest and safe for the, you know, two episodes ago, I think we took three or four episodes talking about being safe in a relationship and you can go back to those. I think it's number 86, 87, 88 and 89, um, about being safe in a relationship, um, because we don't want to harbor resentment. If we want to move forward, we really do need to be ready to start and do that thing. Do right. get, it, get the inertia started. <laughs> okay. So agree yes. that what, what we really want, yeah. what we're doing isn't getting us there. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was huge for me when I was you know, at, at a low in our relationship and, you know, just trying to navigate through a crisis. And for me, it was as though I just had to realize rather than trying to get back to the life that was huh. or trying to uh, restore what had been. And what was broken. And it's like, but the life that we had, it's not all bad, but it brought us to where we are. Therefore, it's insufficient to take us to where we need to be. So I had to be willing to notice take personal responsibility and not get into a self-loathing, but rather say, hey, we we desire each other. Desire is huge. I desire you. And and there's a life that we really do dream about. And so let's, again, take the stress, take some pressure down. But then here's, I want to give you just a few points. Begin to identify ways to improve your communication. Yes. Uh, and so, good. so I'm just just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. If if you're c- trying to force, you know, movement and getting because things Because you feel so stuck. You feel so, so stuck. Yeah. Identify ways to improve your communication. And so all I can say is take a moment, go back and listen to last week's podcast number 90. Yes. You know the 4 Ls. And I think it, it's, it's a great, so practical. great practical framework to do exactly that. The next one is tackle unresolved problems uh, that have been hanging over your heads. Okay, that's okay. Probably where I should have shared that part that I had about being bottled up because that's right. that's what that is. You're right. Yeah. So tackle an unresolved problem that's been hanging over your heads, and you might have ten of them. Yep. Just pick one. Yeah, good idea. Okay. Rather than, you know, trying to get them all. And, um, but let's, let's just take one. And so if we can find agreement on that, look, look at, and then the third one is look at each of your schedules to see where they might be better aligned. Oh, interesting. So what you want to do is be extremely practical about your day. Because, again, what we've done is we've created friction. 
Mm-hmm. That friction is robbing us of our strength, you know, because we really are a gift to each other. Okay. Things aren't getting done like we would really hope. So we're just going to take a moment. Okay. And we're going to, to come to a place of an agreement and say, let's deal with this one. Yes. Okay. And when I deal with this one, then I want to be willing to better align my schedule with yours and yours with mine. Okay, because what we're doing is we have a common purpose and a common goal. Mm -hmm. Two are better than one. Yes. One can chase a thousand, two can chase 10,000. If you really value, I just want to step in here. But if you truly do value each other, you are going to prioritize your spouse. We're stuck, Audrey. Yeah. You you have to remember that we're stuck. And so I'm trying to help you in an an extremely practical way rather than being so agitated by the other person and blaming them for everything. The whole thing is, is that I want to find harmony. I want to discover the good life again. Okay. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. this is some, uh, just a real practical uh, um, process and some steps that you can take. Find ways to help another person or the other person to achieve these goals that you've been putting off. So rather than, you know, standing by idly, idly. Yeah, that's it. Did I do yeah, it right? Yeah, yeah, And just complaining, just like, yeah. when are, when are you going to get that done? Yeah. You know, very kindly, if I can say that, just say, hey, can I help you with this? Is there something that I could do? And I know that for me, Audrey, that mm-hmm. that's difficult because I, I, it's like I can do this myself. I know that it has been my responsibility. Mm. I know I've been, you know, um, not getting it done. And so, you know, you come and say, hey, what can I do to help? You know, that type of thing. But here's, here's, here's what needs to happen first is that we have to agree that we're stuck. Okay? And we're going to pause for a moment because I'm not against you. Right. You're not my problem. You're my mm, gift. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now can we come together and agree, hey, let's tackle this one. And then I want to be able to bring that supportive role. Hmm. How do I then support you? How do I undergird? Is there something that I can practically do? Because you may have been experienced me as a complainer, you know, or I don't know what it is. I can apologize for that. My reactions, I can apologize for that. Uh, you know, for my life, I can apologize, you see, but we're working together. Yeah. Because if it's not working, if we're, if you're stuck, like back to that stuck word, maybe when you've wanted to connect, you've said things that are ac- accusation, like you never listened to me and you don't even care about me. I've well, told then you Then so I'm m- defending me. Yeah. And I've told you so many times, you know, I'm listening. But I'm defending me again. But those and are I the stuck words. I keep bringing out, the, those are the stuck I words. I wanted to just make mention of the stuck words. And, and if you're stuck, you've probably said those that I've told you so many times and you won't listen. Yeah. What do I have to do to get your attention to tell you how bad this is right. for me? Right. That I'm serious. Do I have to... I was thinking of that person we were counseling so the other I'm, day. So I'm bringing this up and, and okay. hold that thought. I'm bringing up this up because everything that we're talking about right now depletes you of strength. Mm-hmm. Very much All, so. Everything here. Very demotivating. Yes. And it causes you to withhold and withdraw from the other person. So I'm, I'm trying to encourage you is how then do I intentionally 
and most in a, in a, the most loving way possible begin to move towards the other person because what we want to do is alleviate the drain and regain energy. Yes. So there's something that's been draining you mm-hmm. and and it's caused you to be more agitated. You know, you've be, you've grown more frustrated. You've even grown hard-hearted towards the other person, mm-hmm. and you begin to guess, and you're calling them names, whatever it might be. And it's just like, wait a minute, I will take responsibility for me. Yeah. I know that there's 101 things that need to be done, but we can find if we can find agreement on one, all of a sudden we can begin the inertia. Now we can begin the movement, and all of a sudden we can have a new beginning. Now we can begin to move it forward and we have a victory that we share with each other. I have found that, like, I understand what you're saying, Bob, about all this stuff. And I think that if we want to truly start a conversation like this, if we're feeling so stuck, for me, it really does often start with an apology. Like, say I feel... It it can, but sometimes people aren't even ready for that. Okay. Okay. You can always take responsibility for yourself. Well, that's okay. like that's what I mean by taking responsibility. Yes, I've I react, can. I've reacted right. to you in these but ways, but I'm not ready to deal with me. Oh, so you're that stuck? Yeah, there are people that are that stuck. So you're not even willing. Like you're so yeah, so frustrated. If, if, right. So if you if you just go that route, then all of a sudden I'm feeling as though I'm being required or be, it's being imposed on me to do what you're doing. Okay. You well, see, then, what I want to do is I, f- I want to find a place of an agreement. Okay. So if, if again, I have actually hurt you, I I can own that. Yes. Okay. But again, I'm not doing that because I'm trying to pull the the curtain back on what you're doing. You see, I want to cover you. Right. You see, I, I can see be beyond the pain I can see beyond the anger. I can see beyond the resistance, and I know who you are. So if I can initially speak to the king and queen in you, you see, if I can speak to the, the queen value. in you, Audrey, if yeah. I can speak to your value, then all of a sudden where there's a warmth, a receptiveness, then I can begin to offer an apology. Okay? Yeah, but because we're, we are we're ta- talking where, where people are stuck. When you're that stuck, though, Bob, you're even talking about hard-heartedness yes. and indifference. Right. Because if you're that stuck, then you're hard, and you're, you're, you've got hardness in your attitude, and you haven't developed that own softness. And so all of this conversation really starts with yourself before it ever, absolutely, ever starts to be a conversation right. with the other person. Right, right. And, and so forgiveness begins with me. Yeah. So rather than, you know, the apology and, and moving towards reconciliation, yeah. I, I will deal with forgiveness. Yes. And, and so I'm going to deal with the attitude of my own heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I want to soften my heart towards you. And I want to be, again, that safe person for you. Yeah. Okay. For, for you to be able to land because I want to draw you out. Yes. Okay. And I want to bring you into a safe place. So I, forgiveness, I can do that you know, with me, me and God. Yeah. Okay. And so in forgiveness, now then I begin to draw you out. Then I begin to be able to eventually move to that place where I do want to connect with you. And I'd really like to apologize for my reactions. And then I can take responsibility, but I've taken time 
to warm you up. Yes. To be receptive. Does that make sense? It uh, does. Because it's really, really important. Because sometimes, Audrey, you've done that with me, and I just bring it up. And I, I'm not ready. I'm ready. I'm still ready to be mad. Ah. You know, and you're like, oh, I just want to apologize. You know, and I'm, th- and I'm like, no, no. Just give me a moment here because I still want to be upset. Okay. Yeah, and that's foreign and to me. I, I, I like that. Like I don't. Oh, I know. That's because you're you're sweet and sunshine. Right. And well, so, I, I just. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying everyone is different. Yeah. And so, if you're able to read the other person and recognize, have they warmed up? Yeah. Because if you're stuck, usually you're stuck in your own lane. Yeah. Okay. You've and in you've your own iso- hardness, you've isolated yourself yes. from the other person. Yes. Okay, now what we're wanting to do is bridge that gap. Well, yeah. in order to br- build a bridge, they have to be willing on their on their side to build that bridge as well that we can meet in the middle. So that, okay? in, in my opinion, that would take someone really de- de- dealing with their own hardness yes. first and really coming to right. that place of having a soft heart towards God, towards themselves, and just coming to a place of peace. Mm-hmm. within themselves before they ever approach the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, yeah. I, I, I'm responsible for me. Exactly. I'm completely responsible for me. But what, I, what I'm trying to do is help people here who are stuck. Yeah. Okay, then here's the next one. And that is uh, dream a little bit more. Hmm. All of a sudden, when you begin to dream a little bit more, now we're bringing purpose back. Now now we're beginning to ignite that hope Again, and I think a lot of times when we feel stuck, we really focus on the negative. Yes, we really emphasize worst case scenario. All of a sudden, we begin to see the impossibilities, okay, and the limitless. I mean, and how limited you know we really are. But if we could, again, we're going to tackle one of these together. Yes. And, okay, then... But they have to do it by themselves first, right, or no? Then what happens is that when we have a victory, you ah, see, yes. all of a sudden, this is something that we share together. See, what I'm talking about here is together, because when we're stuck, we're quite isolated from the other person. Definitely. Okay, yeah. but I, but I want to move towards you, and I want, I, I, wanna, I want to, you know, a lot of times... People that are asking us for help in this is, how do I fix my husband? Yes. How do I motivate my husband? Yes. Okay. Or, you know, my, my wife is unrepentant. My wife yes, is such hear a, that. a yes. negative, you know, she, you know, or she, she doesn't, doesn't see take her things own, seriously. She doesn't see her whatever own Whatever it might be. Yeah. But it's typically, what can I give them to fix them? And a relationship is when I become whole myself. Yes. And it and it's not contingent on what the other person does or doesn't do. Yeah. Okay, so I, I understand that there's a place where we'd love to have that magic wand, but I am willing to go through the process. And what I've been doing has brought me to where I am. Therefore, it's insufficient to take me to where I need to be. Jesus, help me. That's right. really the prayer, is that I do want to connect with my spouse. I'm, I don't want to blow this marriage up. Lord, there's something that's going on inside of me. Even though I might have all of the evidence against you, I am still a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. So when you ask the wrong questions, you're going to keep getting the wrong answers. Mm-hmm. 
And what you just said, the wrong question is, what can I do to get my spouse to, to move? To move. What and can I, think I do to get them moving? On the other side of that, if you ask a wise question, you'll get a wise answer. So the wise part of the question is, what can I do That's to get soft yeah. Yeah. And, and towards them and bring warmth and ask for an agreement of what can we bring resolve to this one? Yeah. Even start with one. And then another point that I want to bring is simply this. Start where you are. Yeah. Don't expect the other person to be any different than what they are before you can begin. Yes. Just start where you are and recognize this, that you are an agent of peace. Yes. You see that you bring the righteousness of God, the as it should be. You bring the presence of God, the peace of God. Recognize that there there might be a, 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 an influence, you know, that is that you're just not happy with. But recognize, you know what? I can bring peace. Yes. See, I am dealing with me. So start where you are right now and just begin to recognize, you know what? I'm not only going to strengthen my marriage, but I'm going to strengthen my spouse. You yeah. know, uh, behind, behind this that. This is a big one. This is a huge moment for you if you're feeling stuck. It's almost like the in, in momentum and initiative to start the inertia with you is so big before. before. So, so I, I, and I, and I and want to draw these differences because I, I feel that it's very, very important. God really cares more about you and he cares more about your spouse than he does your marriage. And so he heals me that, that I might be an agent of redemptive love in healing you. Mm-hmm. And so, and I draw these differences out because I feel it's really important because when you can begin to love your spouse, honestly, the way that God does, all of a sudden, you're not making it about the marriage, but about a whole individual. Right. You see, because when I'm whole That's and so you're good. whole, then we have a whole marriage. Right. Yes, we can. You know, again, this has everything to do with reconciliation, which requires two. So we can reconcile our differences. We can find that harmony. We can find that that peace, that shalom, you know, within our relationship. We can find the good life. But it does require me to be a whole healthy me and for you to be a whole healthy you. And this is so empowering because, it, you know, those who are listening right now, it really does start with you to get that softness, that wholeness, that completeness. And that is so empowering because you don't have to ask that wrong question of what can I do to fix or get this started with my spouse it can start with you doing everything possible for you to have yeah. a, a start building that your side of the bridge. So the new beginning for us is that I want to take personal responsibility for my own self-talk. My internal dialogue that is, makes a is huge really difference. important. When we talk about the softness and stuff, your own self-talk will change everything. Because it does. If, if you're being mean to yourself... When I'm being mean to me, I can be mean. mean to you. You probably don't even know you're being mean to yeah. me when you're mean to yourself. Oh, I know it. I know you it. You actually know it. Oh, I, well, I do. I try to be aware of this, but I yeah. know... Just like I said earlier, no, I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah. I still want to be angry. Right. That's because I'm talking to me wrong you know okay. i'm being mean yeah. to me yeah you know what i mean i'm beating myself up and yeah. I, and uh your self-talk really does impact mm-hmm. your relationships more than you know and so uh, 
identifying, because that, again, is where I can take personal responsibility and recognize that we all have, you know, an internal dialogue, that we have our own self-talk. And uh, these conversations are so very important every single day for good or for bad. You see, and, and, and it's, it's, it's the thoughts that we have. It's the words that we have. It's the, am I going to agree with God's view and opinion of me for me? Will I agree, agree with God's view and opinion of you? You see, I, because those are the realities. Those are his promises. I want those realities to become mine. Because the more you understand your personal self-talk, the better you manage your mood, you curb your criticism and enjoy healthy relationships. That's really important. The more you understand your personal self-talk, the better you manage your moods, curb your criticism, and enjoy healthy relationships. So, good. so I bring this up because I'm wanting to bring momentum. You might be feeling stuck and it's almost as though, what can I do? And I believe that it begins right here. I, I'm, I'm going to take every thought captive. I'm going to be intentional about, you know, what I allow myself to think about, what I would meditate about. Mm-hmm. But then I also want to say, okay, what are the beliefs? Maybe I've been hurt. Maybe I've been lied to or betrayed. You know, maybe we've been suffering for a long time, you know, with, with each other. And Lord, are, are there some real limiting beliefs that I have about my spouse and about our marriage and God even about you. See, now I'm dealing with me and Jesus is loving me. And when I'm loved, now I don't have to fear you. And when I don't fear you, I don't try to control you, manipulate or change you. But now I can love you. Mm -hmm. So as we close, we just want you to know that if you're feeling stuck, you have a partner and it's God. There are Hmm. three of you in this marriage and he wants to help you. If you can imagine a car being stuck and you just finally, just like that border um, patrol came for us in the dunes, in those sand dunes, he wants to bring the equipment needed to help you to get your, 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 you, you unstuck. I have another picture, and yeah. that is being stuck in the snow. Yeah. And I just loved it when someone else would drive by, yes. get out, and give you a push. Yes. And it and worked. So you just needed one more. I, yeah. And so it don't alienate yourself from others. Yeah. You know, cover your spouse, you know, and, and when I do that, it means you're going to protect their dignity and worth, but recognize you, you need help. And Audrey and I, Audrey, you and I, we need help. Yes. And so um, I don't want my ego to ever rob me you know, from really experiencing life. So right. to be able to ask for help mm-hmm. uh, is quite profound. We have some uh, dear friends, and they have entrusted us, and they have and they said, you know, Bob and Audrey, will you walk with us? Will you love us? And we're like, yes. And what an intimate, you know, re- relationship and friendship that we have. It's simply because we recognize we all need help. Yes, we really do. And you and and right this minute, you're not alone because probably the most abiding feeling is when you're stuck is being overwhelmed and being lonely and mm. feeling that alone. So I just want to pray for you as we end this podcast because you've looked up this podcast because you have 
a reason. Yeah. The, another one is I thought of was the spinning of wheels. Yeah. You know, it's all, all so of a sudden I, I I began to hear that sound. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it just in 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 oh. It's just like, but Bob and all, you don't know how bad they are. Yeah. You know, you're right. I don't. Right. No, I we don't. really don't. And we I really don't, don't know, know exactly what you're going know through. know that you've been going through. And I, we don't pretend mm-mm. to know. But there is one who does. Yeah. So Lord Jesus, as that one is, is inviting you, just confess your limitation to Jesus and mm. say, Jesus, I confess my limitation. I'm not very good at this right now, but I'm inviting you to soften my heart to bring warmth to the cold coldness that I've been and to to I'm willing to start my end of the bridge for you to to heal my heart so that I can be complete. Mm-hmm. And you might feel as that it is so insurmountable. You know, the just the the pain and the differences and there's just too much water under the bridge. It's just been too long. And I'm just trying to say, wait a minute. The life of God in you is real. Mm-hmm. It really, really is real. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just, I want to speak hope to you, you know. And I want you to begin to experience that joyful, confident anticipation. And I'm trusting that you'll find one thing that you can kind of come into an agreement about be able to bring support to one another and have a victory together. I, I, we are praying for yeah. you for that. And then I want to just end on that scripture. I mentioned it last week as well as you can just speak to your soul and just say, why so downcast? Oh, my soul. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God and he will soften you. He will warm you up. And that invitation alone will begin the process. Mm-hmm. And we will look forward to hearing from you. Good. All right. Yeah. And in closing, I, I just want to remind you one one last time. If you missed last week's podcast, uh, uh, episode number 90, uh, the four L's, I'm not exactly sure the title of it. But again, it's an excellent conversation starter. Yes. And uh, I think it might might really, really How to help. spark conversation Thank last you. week. Okay. How to spark conversation. That is a very... A light episode of just a great beginning of what you can do. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. I love you so much. No longer will you be stuck. That's right. I believe that. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.